0: Welcome to the Seller Growth Podcast, sharing valuable tips and information in the Amazon and e commerce space. Each week, we deliver the best interviews with some of the top Amazon personalities in the industry to help you grow your business. Here is your host, Rob Stanley. Hey everyone, Rob Stanley here with the Seller Growth Podcast, and hope everybody's doing well. And t- today is our first Thursday podcast, now that we're doing two podcasts a week. And today I got Destiny with Sean from Better AMS. What's up, Destiny?
1: Nothing much. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah, it's so awesome. I've been trying to get you on actually for what a couple of years almost now. It's been at least a year and a half, at least a year and a half. So it's it's awesome to finally have you on. And we've got a great one today, everybody. So uh, once again, I'm Rob Stanley. I'm Chief Market Officer for Acruemi. And thanks for joining us today. And again, we got we got a great one. We got Destiny with Sean, and we're going to be talking about Amazon advertising updates and predictions in twenty twenty one. Wow, that's a big one. And there's, I'm sure, there's a lot there, right, Destiny?
1: It has been a hot topic, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, for sure, it's definitely been one, and uh, you know, and there's lots there to cover. So we're going to jump right into it. So once again, everybody, if you're watching, we'd love you to hit uh, the subscribe and the like button. We do appreciate that. And keep questions coming. I know we just started. So when we get into this a little more, uh, free, feel free to post in the uh, comments section or in the, any of the sections you're in, depending on which uh, platform you're on, questions, and we'd love to hear them. So let's get started. Amazon advertising updates and predictions. Let's start. What is the biggest Amazon update going on right now or possibly prediction that you uh, have right now?
1: The biggest man really,
0: but
1: we're starting. Okay. How
0: about the most current? What's the most up to date one? Like the ones happening most recently,
1: you know, in general, I think there's just this whole philosophy around Amazon advertising that they're making a shift to be more integrated with social, more integrated with telling your brand story and just giving us a little bit more creative freedom. So I'm going to combine predictions and what's happening now but some of the most recent things we've seen is custom image, which is a sponsored brands option to add a lifestyle image to your headline search ad has now been moved from mobile to desktop and back to top of search. So it was beta tested for this really tiny period of time and it looked amazing. Well, we're now seeing it being tested again up there. And what it means is the first thing you see when you click any search term is gonna be that headline search ad and then a huge lifestyle image with it which in one of our brands, we had a quick case study. We saw a 500% increase in click through rate with that custom image. So Amazon's really just rolling out all these different opportunities for us to really tell our brand story, to give us a competitive edge. We've seen the follow button on store pages. We've seen integration with Post. We're seeing how heavily they're pushing live stream. So all in all, just really, really excited for what's to come. I think it's going to help those brands who are really, you know, focused on creating a brand story and, really relating to their customer base i think you're going to have a competitive advantage in
0: 2021 yeah that's that's great information and you know not to dive down that rabbit hole but why is it that so many people aren't using the lifestyle images i mean it's just it just kills me that i like i shop on amazon all the time uh-huh. and i'm always looking and it's like you know i i dive deep into it i go into the descriptions if there's a certain like feature i'm looking for but a lot of times that first thing that catches you, it's that image. And I know you're limited on on the main image, uh-huh. you know, it, but you could still do lifestyle, right? Or does it have to be white background only, no lifestyle? Uh, remind me again.
1: Yeah. So for the ads, we're seeing lifestyle images are kind of what what goes the best. And one of the key parts of that is why don't people use it more? One, I'm not sure they know about it. It's actually this really tiny box that says custom image beta when you're creating your sponsored brand ad and you have to check that box and then upload your image. And then you have to upload it to the specific creative guidelines and things like that. So a lot of people may not have the appropriate imagery. If you don't have it, highly recommend you get it made. It makes your sponsored brand ads look amazing. So that's a really key piece of it and then another aspect is some people are still stuck in the old ways of headline search ads where instead of uploading your logo you actually uploaded your product image into that placement it was kind of the old hacky way of doing things which is great it does okay but that image is going to be half the size of what a custom image is and it just doesn't look that clean and aesthetic So if you upload that lifestyle image, I'm telling you, it takes up the whole headline search ad. It actually puts the products in front of the lifestyle image and it takes up, you know, the whole top of search. So it looks amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just uh, just anybody who is listening, if you're interested in I know we're talking more about like the advertising and and things going on with that. Uh, Just last, I think it was last week, I had Carlos Alvarez talking about Amazon Live, like doing Mm the live stuff. So if you want information on that, don't stay on this podcast. Don't leave yet. <laughs> I'll make sure to uh, link it at the end. So don't uh, don't go anywhere, uh, and I'll tell you how to get a hold of that uh, video when we get done. But uh, again, uh, uh, welcome everybody. Really appreciate. It. We got some comments already coming in, so that's awesome. Keep them coming, and we'll be sure to answer them uh, today. Again, I got Destiny Wish on from Better AMS talking about Amazon advertising updates and predictions for 2021. Now, let's dive into, and I know you already kind of covered a little bit of this, biggest mistakes. What are some of the biggest mistakes? I mean, besides the fact that they're not using maybe some lifestyle images, what other mistakes are you seeing people make right now on the advertising side?
1: This is a little bit philosophical, but one of the biggest mistakes I see across the board is not failing fast with your Amazon advertising. So that's a Phil Knight quote I kind of pulled out of there. But I get, co- I get comments all the time of, hey, I tried sponsored display. It was terrible. Amazon just wants to take my money. It didn't work. I stopped doing it. Or, hey, I tried the sponsored brand um, video and search ad. It was way too expensive. It didn't work. I stopped doing it. Or this auto campaign. All of these different things. But in reality, with proper optimization, you can get the majority of the ad types to run incredibly well. You just have to be much more granular. You have to know what metrics to look for. Sponsored display, for example, has been out since 2017. Most people aren't familiar with that because it was originally rolled out only for vendors under the old AMS platform. So we've been running it since 2017. We've driven over probably like $3 million worth of additional sales with sponsored display alone. And if you're running it appropriately, like product targeting focus, you can make it incredibly profitable. Um, when I last pulled the data, all of the ad types were within like a 5% ACOS of each other across all of our brands. So you just have to understand how to optimize and what tweaks to make and don't just test something and then give up on it. There's a good chance that Amazon's going to make it a little bit better or allow you the opportunity to have more control over that targeting. And then you'll have first movers advantage for these ad types that you started initially.
0: That's perfect. And so just real quick, hi everybody. I mean, everybody's saying hi to us, so that's awesome. And We're getting lots of hearts, very cool. We appreciate it and thumbs up. So thank you, everybody. So once again, I got Destiny Wishon from Better AMS talking about Amazon advertising updates and predictions. Hey, be sure to hit that like and subscribe. Uh, you know that, that helps me out. You know that helps validate that we uh, have people out there listening and watching. I really do appreciate it. And obviously, uh, you know, I work for uh, Akrumi, so I got to prove that I'm worthy, <laughs> so to speak. So, all right, let's move on. We got lots to go here. So, what about some tips on videos for video search, right? Let, let's go over maybe what some top tips do you have for that.
1: Video and search, one of my favorite ad types. Um, top tips is at the end of the day, video and search is still just keyword targeting. So, I think that's a key piece that people often forget is that your keywords and your bid for those keywords are gonna, are what's gonna make the biggest difference in performance. Now, if you have an amazing video, of course, you're gonna have a higher click-through rate and probably a higher conversion rate. But at the end of the day, you need to target the right keywords and then optimize those bids to make your campaign profitable. So, sorry, my cat, of course, just jumped on my <laughs> lap. You will see her walk back and forth. But again, take those keywords and really make sure you're investing in the right ones. So you have all the data on the sponsor product side. You may have sponsored brand data already. Pull your search term reports, figure out what you're already converting on, and then create your video campaigns focusing on those keywords. And then if you have a high ECOS on a keyword, optimize your bid, maybe lower it slightly to make it a little bit more profitable. Um, now, a really quick tip I have on videos, and this is my favorite aspect about video and search, is it is still a pay per click model. So for people who run video ads on Facebook or Instagram, that's typically a cost per impression model. So every time someone stops and views your ad, you're going to get charged. With Amazon, it's still pay-per-click. So the beauty of that means you can target things more aggressively or maybe a little broader audience. And you can run off the assumption that if they stop scrolling, view your video, and then decide to click on your video, they probably have high interest So something that we do is we kind of hedge bigger bets with a video on search. Let's say I have a blue pin and I create an amazing video for blue pin. I may target something as broad as college supplies or back to school supplies because I know that if someone's not interested in my pin at all, they're just going to continue to scroll, that they have to click on it. And if I have a great video, it's really going to cause them to want to purchase my pin. So... Those are kind of the biggest things we've seen. Now, really small strategic uh, recommendations. One audio does not autoplay. So, when you're creating your video ads, don't rely on an audio. Maybe put some text on your videos, things like that, subtitles, that way a consumer can see what you're saying. Um, strong openings make a big difference. You really want that customer to stop scrolling and view your video. And one key call out is as of right now, video ads are driving to a single ASIN landing page. So most of the videos you're creating are probably for one product because that is where the ad is taking them to one product. Now it's been rumored um, and we've kind of heard different things from different reps that in the near future, they are gonna roll out the opportunity to drive a sponsored brand video ad to either a store page or a multi-ASIN landing page. Which would mean if you have products that can be sold together, you can create videos for all of those products and then drive to the appropriate landing page rather than having to focus on one ASIN, which can be costly if you're creating videos for all 700 of your SKUs.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's so true uh, what you were talking about earlier with like really narrowing down those like keywords, right, and having it targeted. Because, I mean, otherwise, you're also just spending money. You know, if you go too broad on 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 the keywords or what you're trying to target, it, you're just throwing money away. You might mm-hmm. as well really target it down. And then, I mean, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because, Destiny, you know I come more from, like, the old Google ads and things like that. Uh, so what about also doing, like, long-tail keywords or or really defined keywords? Uh, but don't answer that yet, because we got some comments coming in, and we need to answer those. But right before we answer those, We have a quick uh, commercial from our AccruMe sponsor, so hang on one second.
1: This content is brought to you by AccruMe, the business-friendly funding solution for Amazon sellers. If you are a profitable Amazon seller looking for capital to grow your profits, click the link around this video or visit accrume.com for a no-risk funding estimate in less than three minutes.
0: There you go. We're back. So uh, yeah, just real quick, we've got uh, Destiny Wishon from Better AMS on with us talking about Amazon advertising updates and predictions for 2021. Uh, Appreciate all the thumbs up and all the uh, likes and everything for everybody and subscribes. Uh, We do have a question. This is an interesting one. And uh, Harold, it's kind of long, but it says, my product has been deemed an adult product by Amazon hindering me from running PPC. The thing is, there are a dozen sellers that are doing sponsored ads. PPC in the same category I sell in similar products. Is there something I can do a legit work around? That's a great question.
1: So the biggest thing I'll say is this is pretty hit or miss. There are a lot of different products. I mean, we've had pillows run into the same situation. It was typically triggered by something in the back end. I believe I saw you comment this in another group that you actually did clean up your back end though. So after doing that process, I would probably just continuous can do some continual resubmissions of cases. If your product is something like a pillow, where it could go either way, but it's technically not an adult product, continue to resubmit, resubmit. If your product is actually an adult product, I'm not sure what the guidelines are here, but we actually have a brand that is in the adult product category, and we're allowed to run sponsored brand ads. We cannot run sponsored products or sponsored display. Um, The majority of the real brands in our category are similar. They can only run sponsored brands some of the products that kind of cross that line um, back massagers or pillows we've seen be able to get around the adult product classification if they truly have a very very clean listing very clean ebc and the category they're focused on is truly that of their product and non-adult then they've been able to get around that approval to open up the opportunity to run ads so i would probably first kind of fundamentally look at your product is an adult is that your target demographic if so, I would try to see if you can run sponsored brands. You do need brand registry for that. Um, and definitely reach out to any rep you have and continuously follow up on cases. Make sure you don't have anything in the back end, any of your uh, copy, anything like that, that even crosses the line and then resubmit.
0: That's great. And hopefully that answers your question and keep those questions coming, everybody. We, we definitely post them down in there and we'll get them and we'll definitely uh, you know do our best to answer them. But uh, Destiny, just... Just for my sake, let's kind of run through, like run through, run, (laughs) how to run sponsored displays, like kind of just go through the process and I see more comments coming in. We'll get to those, but let's let Destiny handle this question first. Thanks.
1: Sponsored display. This is a fun one. Um, I recently did a video where I shared my screen and we had three different accounts open all three accounts had different sponsored display options underneath them. Reason being sponsored display is something that Amazon has been beta testing across the board, trying to figure out what works best and what can easily be rolled out across everyone. So it always becomes kind of a difficult conversation where you're not sure what someone's being showed under their account, but at the core of it, Sponsored display is Amazon's way of allowing us to dip our toes into DSP, which is their demand side platform, which is a traditional display advertising. So, where there's issues with this is if you go under sponsored display right now, you have product targeting, which is very similar to sponsored products, product targeting, sponsored brand product targeting. It is, you know, easily accessible. It is directly below the buy box, and we are able to upload specific ASINs we wanna target and then control our bid for those ASINs. So that means product targeting under sponsored display has the option to be incredibly profitable because we have direct control over where we're showing our ads and the bid management behind that. Now, if you go to sponsored display, product targeting, category targeting, we're moving up the funnel. So, we're going to have broader targeting. If we're going to a category, that means if I sell a blue pin again, we're probably targeting every single blue pin in the category or every single pin in the category. We're not going to have as much control because our bid is going to be on the category level. So, similar to like an auto campaign, it's going to be broader. You don't have precise control over the bid and whatever you're targeting. Moving up the funnel even further, you're gonna get into some of the audience targeting metrics, which is truly where we start getting that DSP you know, value. The problem with it is we don't have a lot of control over it. We can kind of control our bid, we can kind of control a few other variables, but the point of audience targeting is to be much broader and it's to allow the Amazon AI to optimize for us. So it's maybe more traditional to like what you'd see on Facebook for your really broad targeting. We have the ability to remarket with it. It's all of these incredibly broad opportunities. So when people go in and they run sponsored display, audience targeting, they could potentially be expecting similar ACOS. And then it's going to be much higher because it's a broader top of the funnel targeting type to drive brand awareness. So those are the biggest targeting types we see under sponsored display. There's a lot we could dive into. But in general, if you're looking for profitability and direct control, run sponsored display product targeting, if you're looking for data collection, sponsored display category targeting, and then move up the funnel to audience targeting when you're ready for that more high awareness type of advertising.
0: Excellent. Yeah. So we actually have some more questions coming in, which we love. I mean, Destiny and I love to like get questions and talk about it. It makes the show so much better and interactive. So we do have a great one that just came in. Hold on one second. Let me pull that up on the screen. So we do have a question on how do you run SB store spotlight ads? I have SB campaigns for all my products. So, what keyword should I bid on? Good question. And oh, by the way, real quick, before you answer that, the last question that you did answer, they said thank you very much. So, uh, for the help on that uh, adult product one. Uh, so, go ahead and dive into this one for this person here.
1: Yeah, as mentioned, I love doing ask me anything because it allows you to provide specific answers to people's actual scenarios instead of just like a blanket response. So, keep them coming. But Haya, uh, how do you run sponsored brand store spotlight ads? So for those who don't know, if you go to create a sponsored brand ad, you have three options. Like you have your regular landing page, you have store spotlight, and then you have video and search. What's cool about store spotlight ads is instead of showing three products that are three ASINs in your headline search ad, you're going to be able to show three sub pages that are from your store page. So you can have, let's say I'm uh, Adidas. I'm running Adidas store spotlight ad. I could have my subpage of shoes as the first variable. I could have my subpage of shorts as my second variable. And then I could have my subpage of workout equipment as my third variable. So instead of having three products in that headline search ad, I have three slots that are going to drive traffic to my subpage. Now you have to have a very organized store page for this to work well. Cause if you have all kinds of different products, then it's not going to really make sense to a customer while you're advertising all of those together. Now I know for your guys's brand, you have a very clean sub page. So some of the different things you can do is target broader traffic for the customers who are going to be interested in all three of those sub pages. So again, if I'm Adidas and I'm selling apparel, I may target the keyword sports apparel because if someone types in sports apparel, they don't know if they want shirts or shorts or socks or shoes. They're still broader targeting. They're not really sure what they're looking for. So you want to show them your headline ad that has all three of those in the headline ad. If someone typed in Adidas basketball shorts, I wouldn't want to, you know, serve them my weight equipment. I would want to serve them all my apparel. So when we're looking at store spotlight, we typically only target really small batches of keywords that are really, really aligned for our products. Um, Other examples that you could do are, again, workout equipment or sports equipment, basketball, soccer, football. If someone types in kids sports, I would want them to see all three of my sports. So that way they're like, oh, they have everything I'm looking for. But if they typed in soccer equipment, they don't need to see I have football equipment. That customer who's typing in that search term only wants to see soccer. So then I would maybe show them my soccer balls, my soccer cleats, and my shin guards. So that is probably how I would run my store spotlight ads, be a little bit more specific with the words you're targeting and the products you're showing them. So maybe you're on a phrase or exact match, things like that.
0: Awesome. And man, that just created more questions. So we got more coming in right now. That's a great thing. We love the questions. And, and you know what we really appreciate is those likes and the subscribes. I definitely could use those. And one thing we do need to do though, is uh, Destiny, we're, everything we do, like both AccruMe and Better AMS, we're always trying to help the sellers out, right? We want them to grow. We want them to succeed. And that, that growth is one thing that we do is growth capital. So here's a quick little uh, commercial from our sponsor, crewme.com. This content is brought to you by AccruMe, the business-friendly funding solution for Amazon sellers. If you're a profitable Amazon seller looking for capital to grow your profits, click the link around this video or visit accrume.com for a no-risk funding estimate in less than three minutes. There we go. So let's get to these questions. We got some great ones. And again, we like those likes and subscribes to help us out. Here we go. Oh man, there's several. Hold on. <laughs> uh, let's pull this one up. I think this is a follow-up. So is it okay to have the same keyword in a regular SB ad and in-store spotlight ad? So great follow-up question there if you want to go with that one.
1: Yeah. So it is okay. They're not going to compete per se, but typically you want to target a different audience with store spotlight. Um, it's not going to hurt anything. You don't need to go through and pause all those keywords. If anything, it's a good opportunity to test what one does better. Does my store spotlight get a higher click-through rate and conversion rate, or does my regular headline search ad? So does not hurt. Um, I would probably use store spotlight, again, to target broader audiences, maybe people searching for like outdoor equipment, things like that versus something really specific where you're gonna build your headline creative to match exactly what they're searching.
0: Great, and I think this is right in that same category. So we do have another question that popped up. Some of my campaigns, SP and SB are not getting impressions even after bidding aggressive, two times suggested. What can be a reason for this? Great question, keep those questions coming everybody.
1: So there are two things I typically look for here. One is relevancy, which is a magical black box that a lot of different people kind of preach about. Um, If you don't have a relevant product for the keyword you're targeting, or maybe it's a brand new product that doesn't have a lot of data, you just launched it. Sometimes it can take Amazon more time to showcase your ad. You'll only get like five to six impressions a day, things like that. And if you don't get clicks off those impressions, Amazon may not want to show your ad. So that's typically the first thing I look for, but a really easy way to see if it's relevancy and use this lightly, don't take this and run with it and then uh, (laughs) come back at me. But a really quick way to see if it's your bid or if it's your relevancy is to take a keyword and put a $5 bid or a $10 bid. Leave it like that for a couple of hours or 12 hours. And if you start getting a ton of impressions and clicks, you know that the root of your problem was your bid wasn't high enough. Now, what can be bad about this is that means you're probably playing in a really competitive space. And if it's an average bid of $5, it's going to be really, really hard to be profitable. Um, We work in the supplement space where we see upwards of literally $39 CPCs. So we have to do this trick to see if Amazon's not showing our ad because our products they don't think our products are relevant or if we're not winning impressions because it's such a competitive category. So we'll do this test, but you have to watch it really closely because at a $10 bid, if you get 10 clicks, it's $100 really, really fast. So you have to keep an eye on it, especially when you have a 48 hour delay in attribution. But that's what you can easily hop in real quick and check and see if it's actually a bidding problem suggested bids are usually pretty accurate, but they're an average of, I think it's like the last seven days, last 14 days or something like that. So they're not always exactly uh, accurate. So that's kind of the quickest thing you can do.
0: Perfect. And we've got a few more questions coming in. Uh, Renee Renee was asking about basically looking for a little more entry-level type information on a podcast. You're on the right podcast. We do uh, definitely have different people on because we're trying to make sure that we hit everybody up. Some a little more advanced. Some are a little more on the beginner side. So Renee, you're on the right podcast. Possibly, Probably a good idea also. Don't do it right now. But at the end of this uh, video, head over to Accrue YouTube channel. I have tons of older videos we've done uh, that are within like the last couple of months. And uh, take a look at those. So and everybody else, we really appreciate it. We got a great amount of people that are jumping on right now. Thank you so much and we appreciate the uh, thumbs up and the likes and the subscribes uh scott is one of our regulars scott destiny and sam are the same week i know right this has been awesome and uh thanks for hitting me up on uh, facebook also uh scott it was good to connect with you so we have more we have lots more to go here so hang tight we are we got more questions one of the things i also want to talk about is reporting so why don't you give us some tips on reporting that's, I know that's kind of a big one, but <laughs> do your that best.
1: That is a big one. Yes. So what's really cool about Amazon reporting is they actually give you a decent amount of data for Amazon advertising. The number one most important report, well, I'm not going to say number one most important, but highly important report is the search term reports. You have them for sponsored products, sponsored brands, um, video things like that. This report allows you to see exactly what search terms a customer typed in that had them convert on your ad. So what's really valuable about this is sometimes customers are typing in really crazy things that you may not have realized would drive them to your product to click on your ad. that report allows you to really expand upon your targeting allows you to see more profitable opportunities if you're running in broad phrase or an auto campaign they do really really well so highly recommend um looking at your search term reports frequently amazon also has two really really cool new reports now these are pretty advanced reports but one of the reports is the sponsor brands category benchmark report What this will allow you to see is how your sponsored brands campaigns are really relating to others in your category. So it starts with like the broadest category. Like let's say I sell diapers. It'll show me exactly how my sponsored brands are performing relative to the baby category. And then it'll show me like baby. I don't even know how that gets a little bit more detailed baby category, toddler baby category, diapers. So you can really start comparing how you're doing uh, versus all the other sellers in your category. Now, a few things to remember, if you're competing up against like uh, Huggies, they're going to convert much better than you. Their ACOS is probably gonna be much better than you because they have really large brand name. So keep those things in mind when you're looking at comparisons, but it really allows you to see how you're stacking up against your competitors. Another super, super cool report Probably one of my new favorite Amazon advertising reports is the sponsored products impression share report. So, this allows you to pull your sponsored products impression share. So, if you have keywords that you have to win and you really want to scale upon, it allows you to see how you're stacking up. Maybe you're only getting 5% impression share on your number one keyword. That means you could potentially bid more and be more aggressive because you know that keyword is extremely extremely important for your ranking it's, you convert incredibly well on it and it's the number one you know most relative keyword to growing your brand so those are some super super cool things um get really familiar with the amazon advertising reports they give you more data than people realize that's for sure
0: great information okay so there's actually more questions. So I, I didn't miss your guys' questions. I, they're all saying I missed questions. I was just trying to save them to the right spot and let make sure that Destiny had a chance to get some more information out. So once again, I'm Rob Stanley, Chief Market Officer of Crew Me. I got Destiny Wishon from Better AMS talking about Amazon advertising updates and predictions for 2021. Keep those questions coming. We appreciate the likes and subscribes. Okay, well, let's get to the other questions that I they, that I missed. Okay, I was waiting. I had you guys. Hang tight here. So we got a question asking... What your views are on uh, day parting? Do you recommend week parting, day parting for a brand having multiple skews? I hope you know what that means because that's over my head for sure.
1: All right, day parting and week parting. This is a very fun subject in the space. Um, I'll preface it by saying there's a lot of different opinions in the in the space about this. I will ask you kind of one question, though. Actually, yeah, I'll ask you one question. The biggest thing to consider here is, do you think most people buy the moment they click on your ad? The only data we're giving in Amazon advertising initially is, you know, that click. And Amazon released the data. The majority of purchases happen five days after a click is made. So the average amount of customers click on an ad and then don't purchase or land on the listing and don't purchase until five days later. So with that, if you are looking at your data and you're seeing that, you know, you get no sales on Monday, none, zero, all your sales come on Friday. If you turn off your ads on Monday, then all of those customers who are looking for your product on Monday and may have clicked on your ad may not purchase on Friday because they would have never seen your ad to land on your listing. So that's one issue I have with day parting. Amazon does not give us the audience insights to know what that gap looks like, what the correlation between a click and a sale is, and how that lines up. That's my issue with day parting right now is we just don't have enough data. Another thing is 97% of sponsored ads are pay per click. So who's to say that someone searching Amazon at 1 a.m. clicks on your ad? Are they just doing it for fun? Why would they, you know, just hang out there? They're probably potentially still planning on purchasing just at a later time frame. So the beauty of it is if no one is searching for our products, we're not getting charged clicks anyways because they're not clicking on our ad. So that's kind of my biggest issues with day parting. The only time I think day parting could make sense is if you have a competitor who's spending a ton of money from 9 a.m. to 12 a.m. and CPCs are really, really high and then that competitor goes out of budget and CPCs are lower because they're not bidding in the auction, the later time frame in the day may potentially be cheaper CPCs because competitors are running out of budget. That is the only time when I'd be like, you know, that actually makes sense with the day-parting philosophy. Other than that, until Amazon gives us the actual data to show the correlation between clicks and sales, don't really believe in it because again, if a customer is clicking on my ad, they have some type of interest typically. So why would I want to not show them an ad because they didn't purchase at that very moment? That's kind of my philosophy. I know that's a really, really broad one, but that's what we've seen with our data.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So I actually heard that term. I'm definitely familiar with what you were talking about because even on, like like I said, Google ads and stuff, there was Uh times I I could look at the data and actually see the times. Now, Amazon, you're saying you can't see when they're actually clicking or buying uh, as far as like uh, day of the week and time of the week. Because, uh-huh. man, it does it does save you money, though. Like, when I was running Google ads, I remember there were certain times that sales were happening. And it was certain days that, like, I don't know, maybe it was like a Wednesday or something, right? They were uh-huh. really slow. I would lower my my ads and my spend on those Wednesdays and increase it on the days that I was getting more people to drive to the site to buy from me. Yeah. But uh, do you think that, you know what, I'm going to follow up with that. Do you think that that might change? Do you think that at some point Amazon uh, might actually change that? where they will offer that and don't answer that yet when we have uh, we're going to come right back after a quick commercial oh, break and I got good. at least I got at least two more questions that are sitting there waiting for us so we will get to them Hang tight all sellers are looking to grow their business why not take advantage of the acruemy.com grow now and pay later option Akrumi is not a bank they truly only win when you win with growth capital funding what are you waiting for head on over to acruemy.com now be sure to mention the podcast Right? How about that commercial? I just made that this morning, so <laughs> yeah. good stuff. So yeah, go ahead and answer that. And then uh, we do have a couple more questions. So basically what I was asking was, do you think that Amazon at some point will be uh, showing us data that will allow us to maybe dedicate a little more of our money and time to certain days and certain times of day to run our sponsored ads or run ads?
1: DSP gets that data. So, um- we, we are a demand side platform partner, which means we have access to the same DSP that Amazon offers sellers. And within that platform for the brands we are running for, we can see that data. So, yes, I think that it's a potential. It will be rolled out because they already have it. Um, As an example, things that we typically look for are the days of the week that maybe we have more sales coming through. Um, We can see that time frame. What we see is like a high price product may have a wider buying window. Maybe they view the $300 product, really think they want it, but then they don't end up purchasing for eight days. We're able to see those insights. So that makes us uh, be able to make more informed decisions. For example, if I know it takes someone eight days before they are really interested in buying my product, we don't want to serve them a ton of remarketing ads in between those eight days because we know that they're still kind of waiting. We may be, want to start that remarketing on the seventh day and the eighth day because we know that they're getting ready to purchase. So all that to say they have the data, they just need to release it to us. I don't know if they will because I think sometimes with the Amazon advertising, the more data like the more complicated it can get, but it would be in a brand's best interest, I believe, to have that data. It is also a cost per impression model on DSP, which is I where I think day parting may make more sense versus pay-per-click because again, if they're clicking on your ad, they have some form of interest. Why would they take the time to click on it if they absolutely hated it? Um, if you're not converting, it's probably a listing problem. So day parting and pay-per-click, interesting relationship there, but Hopefully we get the data. Perfect. Yeah,
0: exactly. No, that's great information. And, and we do have another question. So stay right there. Let's uh, jump right into it. And again, I we really appreciate everybody hitting that like and subscribe. I do see it and it's, it's great. And if you haven't hit it yet, please do. So we did have a question a little bit earlier and I didn't miss it. Uh, can store ads work for single products in store? That's a pretty basic one. It is. That's a great
1: question. Um, they can work. So... Sponsor brands require a minimum of three ASINs per headline search ad if you're driving to a landing page. What you can do if you only have one product, you can create a store page for that one product and then create a headline search ad driving to your store. It's a kind of a workaround hack of creating a headline search ad for people who have one product since you cannot do it with the landing page. Now, if you have multiple products and you're wanting to drive to that single product in your store, you would have to create a sub page for just that one product and then still drive to your sponsor brand store page ad. So yes.
0: Perfect. Perfect. And, and so just real quick, everybody, uh, we are getting closer towards the end. So if you have any last questions, you got to get those in. There is a couple questions left, Destiny. So don't, don't go anywhere yet. Hold on. Let's jump right into one. So uh, who is responsible responsible tracking clicks on ads that competitors buy.
1: I believe this came through during my recommendation on day parting where I mentioned halfway through the day, competitors may run out of budget. Now, I believe there are some AIs that claim to do this. I don't love that in any scenario um, because it would be very complicated. Uh, Where I ran into this is we actually used to advertise in the mask category where it was like $40 cost per clicks. And what we would do is check hourly what the CPC was to win. And I would have campaign manager open and I would have a tab open with Amazon and we'd kind of see what the CPC was. If I was bidding $10 and not winning, then I would increase it to $15. If I won, I knew that my competitor was bidding less than me. So it was really not fun. Um, and it's actually not that valid of a strategy. So I don't know if anyone actually tracks clicks on ads that competitors buy or if that even answered the question. But it's
0: not. <laughs> <even>. <laughs> well, you know what? The good part is at the end, I'll tell you how to get a hold of uh, Destiny and everything. So uh, keep those questions coming. We do have a couple more that came in. Uh, Destiny, uh, should, when you're launching a, or let me just read it. Should, should <laughs> you we use all match types, early launch phase? Should they use all launch types in the early launch phase? Man. Or match types, match types. You're sorry. hitting
1: me with like day parting and then match types during launch? Right.
0: Same person too. And keep them. Inqui- <laughs> they got another one. So you got to keep going here. All right. Okay. So real quick, before she answers this, everybody uh, try to get these last ones in. Because we just got a couple more questions before we wrap things up. Be sure to hit that like, subscribe, go for it, Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> All
1: right. So there are a lot of variables for launch strategy. I'll say I almost always start with exact match uh, because I have direct control over where my ad is showing. That's, that's the always start with exact match is pretty much my number one recommendation. Once you see how expensive exact match is, if you cannot afford to play an exact match for your top keywords, I will potentially move to broad and phrase. Once I have that data on exact match and start collecting more data. But the biggest thing to kind of discuss here is when you're launching Your core job is to really tell Amazon exactly what you want to show for. So I run manual campaigns, not auto campaigns on a launch because I know exactly what keywords I want to focus on. And then I basically start expanding once I collect data. So if my top five keywords and exact match are doing really well, then Amazon's starting to understand where I need to be shown. I may move that to broad and phrase. I may need to start going into more long tail, things like that. But on a launch, exact match and manual. And then as you collect more data, definitely move it to broad and phrase. If you saw my recent post, I always recommend running an all broad phrase and exact autos and manuals at scale. But I hope that helps.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's perfect. So That's
1: probably like... <laughs> we just
0: we just opened a book because more questions are now coming in so we're we'll i and not to cut you off but we'll try to keep these a little bit on the short side we do need to wrap it up at some point here oh, yeah. and uh, again i will I'll let everybody know how you can definitely get a hold of destiny and also we'll make sure that you know anybody who's coming in late be sure to head over to the creamy youtube channel or or now you can actually go to creamy.com and watch the video over on our website so that's a cool new thing we just added So let's go. We got just a few more here. Top three ad types that generate you most sales. Ooh, that's a good one.
1: Um, Just in general, sponsored products typically drive around 70% of your Amazon advertising sales because they have the most ad inventory. So always make sure you have a strong sponsored product foundation, um, run both keyword targeting, product targeting beyond that. Sponsored brands now have more placements. They show up top of search, bottom of search, and on the product detail page. Second most sponsored display is the least amount of sales for now.
0: Perfect, uh, and <laughs> we're—they're adding higher. more questions as we're answering. They're adding more questions, so uh, hold on—we'll we, we, we'll try to get to them. So, is the A cost higher for store spotlight versus regular SB ads because the terms are more broad?
1: They can be higher if, yes, you mentioned you're targeting broader keywords, but if you have good bid management, it doesn't matter. It can convert less, but if you have a lower bid, it's still going to be just as profitable. So just make sure you really pay attention to your bids and optimize them appropriately based off your conversion rate.
0: Perfect. Okay, we're going to make this the last question, everybody. So, but, But keep bringing the questions in. I'll make sure Destiny gets them, and we'll make sure they get answered. Last question we have regarding... Let's see, regarding sponsored display ads, since there aren't any ad groups where we are allowed to create, do you create one campaign for one product or do you include all products in the campaign? That's a good question, actually. Good one to end on.
1: Fantastic question. So at scale, it can be hard to create one sponsored display per product, right? If you're managing a ton of SKUs, you have a ton of basins to target, So if that's the case, we may do 10, 10 products in there. If it's just, you know, a few products and you really, really want to have granular targeting and optimize your bids appropriately, then I would do limited products. As you know, I don't recommend running multiple ad groups ever because your budgeting is on the campaign level. Same thing with sponsored display. So if you have one product that's doing well, increase your bid, increase your budget so it gets more traffic. So I, I think that's a fantastic call out if you're running with limited budget, majorly profitability focused, and you're, you know, individually managing a few SKUs, definitely launch smaller product targeting groups than if you're managing at scale with a lot of budget that you can spread across all your products.
0: Perfect. And uh, once again, so I'm Rob Stanley, Chief Marketing Officer of Growth Seller Growth Podcast is brought to you by Acrumi. So head over to Krumi.com and take uh, our fill out our three minute instant funding offer we really appreciate it and there's more questions coming in so here's how you get a hold of destiny it's really simple head over to accrue we just created a new page i have our contact information and you get to re-watch this video if you missed anything watch as many times please watch it a lot of times i really appreciate it so <laughs> destiny thank you so much for being on the seller growth podcast once again, Destiny Wishon from Better AMS We're talking about Amazon Advertising Updates and Predictions 2021. Thank you again for being on. We really appreciate it.
1: Of course. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on the Seller Growth Podcast. Special thanks to our sponsor, AcruMe. If you are an Amazon seller looking for funding, be sure to visit accrueme.com and fill out the three-minute instant funding form. Join us next week for more great tips to help you grow your business.